0: Welcome to Episode 29 of the Painting Experience Podcast. Listen as founder Stuart Cubley explores the potential of the emerging field of process arts and shares inspiration from his ongoing workshops and retreats. Today, Stuart returns to the persistent topic of critical voices. We know them so well, but what are they really trying to tell us? You'd think that they would die down after a while. The critical voices you've seen them under so many of their guises and you've seen through them so many times and you've seen the inadequacy of their arguments and the silliness of their fears and the limited nature of their repertoire and their dismissive attitudes and you've transcended them in the painting process and, you'd think that you'd evolve beyond them at a certain point. You're a meditator, you're a painter, you're a creative person, and why are they still showing up? Are you missing something? Shouldn't you be beyond at this point? This is a really interesting question, because the fact is they keep having their day in one form or another, and if we don't, look at that as some sort of inadequacy on our part, if we don't look at that as some sort of failure, then what's going on? What's actually happening here? Why are they still with us? And I think one of the interesting things to realize about them as you get interested in them, these critical voices, and we know them all pretty well, in painting they show up on time, (laughs) they're very punctual And they say, it's not good enough. It's trite. It's really silly. You don't have the skill to paint that. And it's definitely the wrong color anyway. And they're comparative. And they're belittling because they compare you with other people. And they tell you that you don't have it. The other people have it. You don't have it. There's a whole litany. That they have. But the interesting thing about that litany is it's very, very limited. When you think about it, the vocabulary is pretty small because the intent is so small. And that may be the most interesting thing to realize about these critical voices is that the intent is just a one trick pony, it has one goal in mind, which is basically to undermine your creative action, to convince you that it's not worthy of you to go forward and that it's not worthwhile. It's dismissive, it's disheartening, it's disempowering, and it's disengaging. Recognizing that is very interesting because it's the same for everyone. We think this is an original voice. We think it's our voice. Right, we we hear it. It shows up. We're painting along, and then I don't like that color. That's not what I wanted to paint, or you know, I think there's a face there, but I don't know how to paint a face. I can kind of see it, but I'm not going to bring it out. It's not it's not important to do that. And we take those so personally, like they're our voice. That's us speaking. But what's so interesting about it is that not only is the vocabulary incredibly limited because it keeps saying the same thing over and over in different guises, but it's the same for everybody. That's amazing when you think about it, because I see this as I'm working with people in the creative process. Everyone comes up against these voices, but it's the same voice. It's not even personal. It's not even individual. How could it be? It's the same words, I'm working with somebody, and he tells me, oh, this painting is so trite. And then a moment later, I'm working with someone else, and she says, this is such a cliche. And then I work with somebody else, and they say, oh, this is just so superficial and and stereotypical. This is amazing. It's the same voice for everybody. Which then, of course, stimulates the question, well, whose voice is it? If it's the same for everybody, it's not only is it limited in its vocabulary, but it's the same vocabulary for everybody. Whose voice is this, after all? That's a pretty big question. It's a big leap to ask that question. I mean, we take it so personally. We're so identified with those critical voices. We believe them to be ourselves. Now, when you look at the other side, the fact is these critical voices don't exist in a void they exist in a relationship they are a response to the arising of the creative imagination they happen when you do something right when you commit yourself to something in the painting process that's when these voices arise even when they show up before you've started it's because you're getting ready to start they are a reaction to the creative imagination to the movement of the creative imagination within you. And so it's when you dare to do something that's individual, that is your own, that is unique to you, that they get riled up. That's when they start to gather steam. That's threatening to them. When you think about it, it's your own daring to show up, your own daring to allow your individuality In fact, your own process of individuation is what stimulates the critical voices. And that's powerful to see because then you realize there's a dance going on here that there is this process of individuation, right? There is this evolution of your own soul daring to take form, daring to come into form, daring to take on its own unique potential and to show up in the world. And to be individual, not take on a stereotypic personality, transcending the fear of one's own individuality. Yet there is that fear, and these critical voices are the voice of that fear. And it seems to be impersonal. There seems to be a resistance to the very act of individuation. Your willingness to paint your own imagery and to allow your own forms to come through and your own way of painting to become more explicit and more defined and more you is somehow threatening to this rather impersonal force. And so there's this dance going on. And I think if you recognize that, it really allows a different relationship to critical voices. And it's not that they go away. You come to hold them in a different light. And you come to realize that the intensification of critical voices is announcing something. It means that you're close to something. And I use this constantly when I'm working with people and facilitating process painting, that I know that when the threat level increases, (laughs) you remember how Donald Rumsfeld used to have the different color-coded threat levels, you know, we're in threat level red, we're in threat level orange, we're in threat level yellow. Well, So when I see we get to a threat level (laughs) of red or yellow or orange, that something's up. I get interested. I know that there's a potential that's close. I know that the action of the creative imagination, of the authentic self, of the soul's essence, so to speak, is close to the surface that something is being born we're about to do something in the painting that we don't recognize and that we're not in control of and that is not coming from some sort of wish to look good and wish to have others appreciate and the small motives for doing something and that there's a potential really really close when the threat level increases and therefore the critical voices get louder And so recognizing this, they become useful to you. They become something in which you become interested in. You say, oh, look at that. There's that critical voice again. Wow, it's very intense right now. Something's up. I wonder what I'm doing that's right. (laughs) It means you're doing something right. So instead of getting entangled with the critical voices and trying to transcend them and trying to talk yourself out of them and give yourself affirmations, you want to find out what is it you're doing that's threatening them and do more of it, (laughs) actually increase it because that's the potential, right? That's when the breakthrough can happen. That's when you can actually go beyond them. And in a way, their very purpose is to take you beyond them to create this intensification of awareness this intensification of consciousness in which you are challenged to go beyond them. The very arising of them is of benefit to you if you recognize it. And then, of course, have the courage to act on it. You can learn more about the painting experience and find a list of upcoming process painting workshops by visiting our website at www.processarts.com. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. The theme music for this podcast comes from Stefan Jacob. We thank you for listening and hope you'll join us again soon.